What's up, everybody? This is your boy, DJ Ben Amin, and welcome to another episode of Fair and Bros. But before we get into this, you need to go over to the iTunes page, subscribe, hit us on YouTube, subscribe, follow us on Facebook, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, do all that good stuff. Like us on Facebook, like us on, on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let me try one, let me try one. Welcome to the Fan Bros, the show where the bros are fans. And welcome, Internet, to another episode of Fan Bros. The show where the bros are fans or something to that extent. And it is your boy, DJ Ben Hameen, a.k.a. the butcher of names in the place to be on Fan Bros Show, the award-winning voice of the urban geek. Black Academy Award winners. Yes. <laughs> and as you can hear by her beautiful voice, I am joined by... Tatiana King-Jones, the Grand Duchess of Tech, also known as the Stiletto Stunner. Yes. And also in the spaceship, sipping on some what looks like to be some Jesus wine over there. Black Jesus wine. Black Jesus wine, yes. No, so this is uh, Chico Leo in, in, in the house, the Mad Bunk, the... Uh, what was I? The Jaguar what? Some the sort Jaguar of, Prince. The Jaguar, Jaguar Kid. Yeah, the Jaguar <laughs> Prince. The Wookiee of Brooklyn. Yeah. And all your other salutations. That's right. Yes, sir. In the place to be on this very special edition of Fan Bros Show. Hope everyone is having a great week out there. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy celebration of genocide to everyone out there in the <laughs> world. You know, I'm, I mean, I, what makes you say that? I mean, because I'm angry, Tatiana. Wow. Yeah. Join it, the club. Yeah, you know, personally, this might be the angriest I've ever opened a show. I'm disgusted. I'm enraged. I'm pissed off. Um, For anyone, like I always say, not living under a rock, the big news of the week is that, sadly, uh, perhaps expectedly, the grand jury did not decide to indict Darren Wilson for the murder of Mike Brown. Ferguson, the news came out last night. There were riots in Ferguson immediately after the news, protests across the nation. It's It's been a rough couple of days since the news broke. Um, we at Fan Bros Show, like we say, we're the voice of the urban geek, so we like to talk all sides. We have to talk more than just the geek news. We have to bring you all the sides. Mm-hmm. And like I say, I'm so disgusted, like, I I really have no clue as to what to do at this point. I've been, you know, today, all day on Twitter, I've been talking about this news. I've been discussing it with other people. A lot of people are suggesting economic boycotts. Some people are suggesting other alternatives. But I really don't know what to do. I feel like, I mean, the, the the, the facts of the case that have come out so far are so ridiculous. Like, the prosecutor's interview with Darren Wilson is the most, like, softball interview I've ever fucking seen and the fact that we had to wait 109 days after this happened to even get the idea that we wouldn't get an indictment even though we pretty much knew there was going to be no indictment once they didn't criminally charge him it was highly unlikely that they were going to use this a grand jury indictment on some one cop it's like yeah, right. Yeah. And and to to clear it up, he wasn't on trial. This no. was this a lot was, of people don't get that. No, this was just to decide if you can put him on trial. And less than one percent of actual grand jury cases don't make it to trial, meaning that essentially, I mean, they basically say in law school that in a grand jury you can you can indict a ham sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that's that literally <laughs> is, and that. Oh, and they still a, won't go to trial. R- yeah. No, no, you can't. You can get a ham sandwich to take Basi- it to trial like you know no anyone can be indicted right basically, exactly it never happens it never that, happens that it comes nobody, to a grand yeah. jury that the person who's on that point is not going to get it has less than one percent it, it, of the it's time. a rarity that 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 when you get to that point that there's no indictment when so, when the grand jury is called 99 point something wow. percent of the time there's a trial afterwards right. and this one there wasn't and in this one there was and in other instances when a cop is a, is i mean there's a systematic problem in that the um the the prosecutors are in bed with the cops and they have to be these are the uh, the uh, the way our system works they don't have to be in you know in a vacuum but they have to be the way our system works they work with these cops all day they keep they treat them with kid gloves in this situation the prosecutor 
was actually raising money for Darren yeah, Wilson. Yeah. His father was a cop who was killed in the line of duty. His brothers, uncles, cousins, all, you know, were all our cops. He is part of the, you know, he could be the on that show, fraternity. Blue Bloods. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> just literally, you Photoshop his head in between somewhere between Donnie Wahlberg and uh, Magnum. And <laughs> some other cop. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, like, yeah, like Chico said, uh, the, the latest news I've even heard is that Darren Wilson has now been approached by ABC and they've offered him. Um, uh, it's already, yeah, he got $500,000 to talk to George, George Stephanopoulos. $500,000. So basically what they are doing now is legalizing and encouraging the random killing of black men. because, not, well, yeah, But not, only by cops. Not, only by cops. Not, right. Yeah. So I, I can't make a million dollars doing that. Damn not it. what they're doing now, what they've been doing, and what you are, we are continuing to see happen just on a larger scale. Darren has been making money for oh, a, yeah. since this whole... The, that off. money they raised was for his trial, which isn't going to happen. So, so he's just walking away he, he with like four or five hundred thousand dollars from that. Right. He also got married. Right. Which showed you, I guess, the state of mind that he must be in. That you are able to still get married in the midst he's of not all this happening. He's yeah. not stressing. In fact, he has said um, on an interview today that um, you know he has a clear, con- clear conscience, uh, and he would shoot him again. And he would shoot Mike Brown again. Wow. Despite everything that's occurred. So, for me, I was a series of things, and am a series of of emotions right now. Just a cacophony of just sounds and emotions in my head right now. Like, I'm sad, I'm angry, at times I feel powerless, but then watching the demonstrators and watching not so much of an uprising, but an upliftment, it also makes me feel like, I can be empowered, that I can be energized because although, you know, it takes these extreme circumstances sometimes, and it was actually said on Twitter at one point, the death of Michael Brown actually reinvigorated the generation as well because now you see people who may not have even been that active now walking into the streets trying to be that reformer for the people. And, I mean, that's my, like, I feel just as powerless as you do sometimes, Tatiana, but I feel like that is the biggest thing that we have to battle out here is this powerlessness and then this, like, idea that we are powerless because we're not powerless. Like, change is only going to, change is not going to come from somebody voting someone like Obama into office. Change is only going to come from people, from the people actually making change. And if you say, well, change ain't going to happen, then change ain't going to fucking happen. And it's like, like, somebody today came at me when I was on Twitter saying all this stuff, and they were like, uh, you know, like, black people ain't going to never stop buying Jordans. You know, we going out to buy but our Jordans. But my thing is, what the hell does Jordans got to do with it? Like, it's not just about we buying Jordans. It's about understanding this systematic no, change. But there's Systematic change amongst one thing. Yes, I get what they're saying about priorities and other stuff, but my thing is, you can, you can have, you know, you can live that life. Like, we're, again, this brings me to the notion of of black people being a monolith oh you like jordans you like hip-hop or you like this and you like that so you're not gonna know any better that's false yeah and no, i reject no, that no no that, that's not what they're saying what they're saying is like i'm saying because people were saying let's do an ec- economic boycott this weekend black friday don't buy anything all weekend support black businesses support local but that's something businesses different yeah that's no, something no, but different. no but this what this what i'm saying people come at me and say no that's not gonna happen to all the new jordans come out this friday so it's like there is there is this like one there is this sense of powerlessness and two there is this cynicism and this like you know immediate attack of any idea that you know isn't the norm yeah. like if you're not going by the norm it's like yeah that'll never work you know but it's like the great ideas like I was saying on Twitter today like you know if MLK if Martin Luther King if Malcolm X if, if you know Frederick Douglass of our guest shows today if these people weren't about change. You know, if they believed that the norm was the only way to go, then we would still be, you know, either in chains or separate but equal, you know, or it's still be the eagles that thought they were chickens. Yes. And, you know, as the play said, like we won't until someone challenges the norm. Like it goes even to like beyond like black people. Like, you know, if Steve Jobs hadn't said, yo, no, this ain't it. You know, we would have we would never have all the developments that came from him. You know, it's like. To change the world, it takes somebody stepping up and being like, yo, fuck that. There can be change. It takes vision. It takes heart. It takes a lot of fucking determination, you know, and it takes a lot. It takes a lot of risk. And it, you know, like one of my favorite quotes that I always use is 
I'm not sure who said it. I know it's from the French, but it's, you know, do not speak a revolution until you're ready to eat rat to and until you're ready to eat rats to survive. When you're ready to eat rats to survive, then it's time to speak a revolution. You know, it's not going to be fucking easy. You know, nothing good comes easily. But are we just going to sit here? You know, like what's the stat I heard today? Once every 28 hours, a police officer shoots a black man. Yeah. Like, you know, Tamar Rice, 12 year old kid dead now. You know, like they shot. I don't even know the brother's name. They shot another brother in a stairwell. In a New Ka- York. It's a Kai something. A Kai, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm having trouble keeping up with right. names. It's it's getting to the point like what the fuck is going on? Hmm. So it, it, can I wait? Let me just jump. I think yeah. one thing on white privilege that that people have. I think there's whites have people have a privilege to not vote. And I think. Black people need to vote. I, I think 28 percent of the of the country voted. So nobody is voting is black people is not voting. White people aren't voting. Latin people aren't voting. Asian people aren't voting. No, I feel that voting is very useful on a local scale. But at the same time, I also firmly believe that this country is not a democracy. It is a capitalist economy. Right. You know, masquerading that's, and that's true. And it's as a, a rigged as a, system. Yeah. And so it's like we can vote all you fucking want, but that's it's right. not going to it's not going to change the system. Like that's that is really inherent that, in this country, and, and and that's true. Like You're Newark has had Newark has had black black mayors and and black ki- kids getting shot by white cops in Newark. That's yeah. absolutely true. You're gonna have to get out and do more than vote. Voting is something you can do, but there's going to have to be action beyond that. And you know we could go on all night about this. We'll definitely speak about this more in future episodes of Fan Bros Show, and also more on this episode when we bring in our special guest. So let's just take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with more things. Hey, yo, Internets, it's Kim Sonian, the ghost producer of The Fan Bros Show, right here with my man Don Will. Yup. And we need you to rate, subscribe, and comment on our iTunes page, our SoundCloud page, and, of course, check out fanbros.com. For what, Don Will? What do they need to check out? For all the hottest updates in geek culture. What? I over-enunciated for diction and clarity. Bang. And welcome back, Internets. I hope you've been enjoying this episode of Fan Bros Show. It's time to bring on our special guest for the evening. Joining us in the spaceship tonight is Phil Darius Wallace. The actor, the star, the (laughs) co-creator of the new hit play, Self-Made Man, the Frederick Douglass Story. Welcome to the show, sir. How you doing? I'm doing great. Doing great. Did you say, mm? Yes. I like that. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I'm All really right. Yeah, then not just a play, but a one-man show. He yes. plays every character in the show. <laughs> yes, let him know, Chico. That's, That's right. It's a more one than a show. It's an experience. Yes. Oh, I appreciate it. The Frederick that. Douglass yeah. experience. Wow, yes. we, we are laying it on right now. We, we haven't even got to the interview yet. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. It's only the truth, though. It is true. We all, all the fan bros got to see the show last night on opening night. It was incredible. I was moved, uh, you know, I loved it. So, you know, we got some questions tonight. We just want to ask you, you know, sure. a few things about the show, everything. Okay. First question, man, like, it's 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 kind of the white elephant in the room. <laughs> all right. <laughs> white elephant, get it the out. black sheep. Did I, just <laughs> <laughs> Did I just give it all away right there? How do you feel about the audience at your shows? Because... Last night at the opening night, you know, the majority of the crowd was Caucasian uh-huh. and mm-hmm. older even, you uh-huh. know, yes. it's even skewed older. And, you know, watching the show, I feel like this show is something that should be taught in history classes. Yes. You know, I mean, elementary school all the way to college level. So sure. it's like, and especially needed in the hood, you know, uh-huh. in the urban, in the urban geeks, as you know, Fan Bro Show is the voice of the urban geeks. So that's sure. who we would love to see at this show. So. How do you feel, and like, how do you feel like we can get more of us there? Well, you know, I, it's interesting you ask that. I, I wrote the show with uh, an urban audience in mind because of the message. Now, keeping in mind that it's a universal message, you know what I mean? It's a message for everyone uh, because, you know, slavery, we can be enslaved by many different things. Um, but I initially wrote it for an urban audience. I initially wrote it for kids because I wanted kids to see that Frederick Douglass had the ability to overcome his given limitation. His given limitation was chattel slavery. You know, sometimes we're born into situations that we didn't ask for, and I wanted uh, kids to see uh, Frederick Douglass's life, how he overcame. 
Um, I'm used to, to, to audiences that are pr primarily Caucasian. Even in schools, when, when I was being booked by a booking agent, a lot of the early audiences were white. And then because I did a lot of performing in California, a lot of the audiences were Latino. Mm -hmm. um, the rarest audience has been African-American. And I really want uh, more African-American people to see it in general because I think one of the things that we need is to get in touch with our own divine spark. Um, you know, there, there's there, changing the laws, yes. Uh, working with politicians, yes. But we don't want to wait on anybody before we come up. We need to find it within ourselves first. Could you elaborate a little more? What do you mean by, like, getting in touch with your own divine spark? Well, um, we, you know, in my opinion, my belief is, is that we, we're not just uh, flesh and blood. We're also spirit. And I believe that our divine spark is our inspiration, the very thing that can help us do what Frederick Douglass did, which is, uh, you know, learn to read and write on our own. And, of course, you're going to have some help. But you can also, you know, education is induced. It comes from the inside out. Um, and also getting in touch with, you know, our purpose, our dream, our vision, um, because, you know, nobody can be me, nobody can be you. Everybody has their own special purpose in this life, and I believe getting in touch with your divine spark is getting in touch with that special purpose. What made you choose Frederick Douglass? Well, Frederick Douglass um, uh, was someone who was born into chattel slavery and who you pretty much did exactly what I was speaking about, got mm -hmm. in touch with that divine spark, got in touch with his inner self in order to overcome chattel slavery, not just get out of slavery, but he started his own newspaper. Right. Uh, he had influence on the president of the United States. He started his own bank. He became the first black U.S. Marshal. He was an ambassador of the United States to Haiti and Dominican Republic. He began to fight for women's rights uh, toward the end of his life. So, so much to the point he was called a feminist. Right, right. Um, that's true. Yeah, yes, yeah. yeah. So, so during the performance, you you acted not just as Frederick Douglass, but mm -hmm. several other characters. Mm -hmm. You know, in and around Frederick Douglass' life. How did you go about that whole process of bringing those characters to life? Well, I had a lot of help. Uh, Melania Levitsky, who's the director, uh, got very involved with me in my choices as it relate relates to the character, making them very specific. Physically, uh, the way they speak, uh, how they use words, how they gesture. Um, so she helped me out a lot as mm -hmm. far as making them clear, making them very specific. Um, and I chose those characters because I felt those characters were the best characters to tell this particular story. You know, there's more written about Frederick Douglass than he wrote about himself. He wrote three autobiographies, but it's actually more written about him. So there's a ton of information out there. So to tell this story, I, I thought those were the best characters. But you were able to use a lot of his own words in the, uh, you know, in in the show, um, taken from his writings about himself, right? I yes. Mean, so that that was Frederick Douglass in 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 his own words. Oh yes. Or you as Frederick Douglass in in his own words. Yes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of uh, the text came from, a lot of there was a lot of uh, text that was made to be dialogue that actually was coming from his speech. There's a there's a moment in the show where Abraham Lincoln says, um, it can be said of men, as some say it is with tea, and if you wish to get its strength, you must place it in hot water. Mm -hmm. Frederick Douglass actually said that. Mm. Oh. Do, do they have his speeches? Because I know he, yeah. he, he made a lot of speeches. Like, have those, the, those do exist the oh, way, yeah. you know, we have Lincoln's oh, yeah. speeches or Malcolm X or Martin. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, matter of fact, self-made man is a speech. It's a, it was his most famous speech at that time. has nothing to do with abolition. It's basically an inspirational speech. And it was the speech that made him famous uh, on, the, on the Lyceum circuit, which was the speaker, speaker circuit during that time. He was, a, he was literally a rock star. He was basically Jimi Hendrix back during that time. He was the most photographed man of that century. And um, he, you know, every, you know, every young kid now wants to be probably in music or movies or uh, be an athlete. At that time, every young kid wanted to be a public speaker. So he was the star of that time. So why is it that uh, Frederick Douglass, that was a question like what, I mean, you just answered it, but I wanted to know what made you choose him. But why do you think he doesn't have as much impact like currently? I think he doesn't have as much impact because of, and this is just my opinion, because he was self-reliant. Mm -hmm. And I think that it's important for any power 
that that is for the people to be reliant on the power and not re- be self-reliant and i think that frederick Douglass, if you notice and i'm and i'm basically just throwing this out here i don't really know why they didn't have him in in the in the movie lincoln but i found that very interesting that there was not even a mention of frederick Douglass in the movie lincoln and i think that that um that part of the reason we don't know enough about Frederick Douglass is because I personally believe Frederick Douglass is the blueprint that can help us the most at this this point in time in our lives. So that's my So you so it's a C O N conspiracy is what you're saying. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Well, you know, I'm gonna actually uh-huh. take what you just said and roll that into modern day times. Uh-huh. Literally right after we saw your performance, we went home got home right on MSNBC, all the cable news networks was mm-hmm. the Ferguson decision. Yes. Uh-huh. And, you know, we were already in high tensions. We were kind of looking at each other like, what's going to happen? Uh-huh. We know what's going to happen, but mm-hmm. what are they actually going to say when the verdict was read? It also tied in a in an incredibly sad way. It mm-hmm. tied to the, your very last line of, mm-hmm. of your performance where you said the conversation is not over. That's right. That's and right. I... Just that juxtaposition. What do you? How do you feel about that? Like Ferguson, excuse me, Ferguson, along with everything that you've expressed about Frederick Douglass. Sure. Well, you know, if you remember early on, and this is definitely some direct lines from Frederick Douglass. He said, um, and I said that, say this in the show. Even though the document called the Emancipation Proclamation is signed, we must be watchful of what new skin the snake will shed, mm. what new type of machine it will become what new beasts will devour our countrymen. We're still not free. What do you mean by that? Um, Frederick Douglass believed that, uh, you know, slavery can come in different forms and will come in different forms because it's a part of the, the, the history is a part of the American culture. It just is. We've had centuries of slavery. We haven't had that many years of, of freedom. And so, What's happening is, is, as it relates to Ferguson and some of the things that happened around the country, you know, in 1865, between 1865 and 1895, um, after the emancipation, you had uh, black millionaires. You had black congressmen, black people in politics. You had black prosperity. When 1895 came around, the Union troops were leaving uh, the South. The black, I think it was the black, the black uh, code laws came into being, mm, yeah. and and things started to go in reverse, mm. and this has happened uh, a couple of times between 1865 and now. I understand that we don't have the right to vote; we have the privilege to vote. That has to be voted on every 25 years. Um, and it's little things like that that tell us that we're really not where we th- where we thought we were. We've we've advanced a lot, but at the same time, we're not really there. So, you know, the discussion is not over because we need to watch what new skin the snake will shed, what new type of machine mm-hmm. it will become, what new beast will devour our countrymen. So that's my question. Like watching the play last night, my first question is. Where are our Frederick Douglasses? Like, where is the modern-day version of him? And is that because, like you said, it's kind of oppressed? Like, we don't want you to see him so you don't, you know, learn to act like him. But there's nothing – I mean, there's no one who's Jesse Jackson, like Al Sharpton. You know, it's like – it's a short list, and it's not a really good list even then. Listen, Frederick Douglass, Henry Highland Garnett – Denmark VC, these were some bad brothers, mm. okay? Yes. And um, uh, I don't know that we have that in this day and time, or they're, they're around, they're just not publicized. You know, that, does that make sense? Yeah. Self-made man at that time is different than it is today. Self-made man today is about being a self-made millionaire. Self-made man of that time was about being a reformer. Someone who you're constantly changing yourself, and in changing yourself, you begin to reform society. Malcolm X followed that route. Every time he changed, then he took that change to change society. So um, part of part of the problem, I think, 
the reason why you don't see a king, you know, Martin Luther King could have ha- could have definitely at that time had had a, a super church or or you know a huge oh, yeah. church. He could he could have gone that route. He had that kind of charisma, but he you know he chose the route that he wanted to go because he had that that reformer element in him, uh, and I think that because of the the way that uh, money shapes our lives these days. I think that it makes it very hard for Frederick Douglass to exist today. I think it makes it very hard for Martin Luther King to exist today. It makes it very hard for Malcolm X to exist exist today because these men sacrificed their lives. Now, saying that, though, Frederick Douglass, even in putting his life on the line, uh, toward the end of his life, was very, very wealthy. Yeah. Very, very wealthy, you know. Would you say it goes beyond just the money uh, money and, and, and aspirations to being a millionaire to – there being something about the the bread and circuses of of today, where people, of of everyone, I mean this this applies to everyone, are being distracted with you know the five hundred channels and the great stuff on HBO and the fifty inch screen TV that's showing you know five different sports on every night. And, <laughs> no, but I'm saying there yeah, it's is true. a certain yeah. I do feel like th- things things seem so bad in a lot of ways, and you wonder why people aren't going out and meeting up and 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 organizing and protesting the way they did in in the past and 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 it's sort of what what do we have now that they didn't have then and it's you know back in the past they didn't have right. 500 channels on their 15 screen TV and 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 that there is this thing that's that's keeping people from you know just uh going out and hitting the streets although I you know mm-hmm. as I say that people are going out and hitting the streets right now yeah i i think that uh i think that that has something to do i think also too the social media the internet you know people are so we're all afraid of um being found out in other words we're all afraid because of our imperfections and our weaknesses to go you know because we're afraid of people seeing that we're human beings uh, Martin Luther King wasn't perfect. Malcolm X wasn't perfect. Frederick Douglass wasn't perfect as far as their character. And if they had waited to be perfect, they would never have done what they did. And I think because of, you know, social media and being f- afraid to be criticized and because of, like you said, all the distractions, I think that also, too, plays a role. Uh, the fear of criticism, you know, I think plays a role. In it. Wow. Um, what happened to the cussing? <laughs> right, right. I mean, t- I mean, where is the cussing? You're supposed to set it off. You right. Like I well, set it up. Okay. You're be like fucking Frederick Douglass <laughs> would have done this. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I'm so used to having to, to 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 hold it back. I don't even know how to let the shit out anymore. <laughs> there you go. There, there it's you coming go. out there now. All right. <laughs> I live in Memphis. <laughs> well, that was actually a perfect segue to kind of turn the uh, conversation a little bit. So. This is Fanbro Show. So yeah. we talk about geek culture from the perspective of people of color. So we talk about sci-fi, fantasy, comics, uh-huh. anything you can think of that maybe might fall within that genre. We're all about it. All about uh-huh. fandom, really. Uh-huh. Um, one thing, I was looking at your background, and I noticed that you actually were on Babylon 5. Yes. I think that's like Chico's yeah, like yeah, favorite no, I was, show. Oh, was, right? <laughs> uh, that, that, I mean, yeah, no, I definitely was a really big Babylon Five fan back back in the nineties. Like uh, he's like babbling. You, he's so yeah, happy. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Did you actually have to remind people of that? Yeah, well, no, that's <laughs> Babylon Five has a special place in a lot of people's hearts. No, it was a good, it was a good show. Was a good yeah, show. And, so. I mean, this is not really a question; it's more of an observation. But as you like, even last night when you were speaking, but even oh. now that you're in person, mm-hmm. you remind me of of is, uh, is it James? Uh, excuse me, not James. Every Phil Avery. Uh, you remind me of Captain Sisko Oh, Deep Avery, Space Nine. Avery, Avery Brooks, Brooks. Sorry, yeah. Avery Brooks yeah, from yeah, yeah, Deep yeah. Space Nine. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, I've got Because they both come from a theater background. Right, right. They, they, they have a very, very, yeah. I don't know, big grand presence. Yes. So, so I, you know, I don't know how, how into sci-fi you are, but, like, do you watch any of these sci-fi movies? Are you even interested in... in Oh, I love sci-fi. You love it. Okay, so yeah. how, I love old sci-fi. Though. Oh, okay. Twilight Zone. Yes. Outer Limits. Y'all right. looking at me like I'm crazy. Y'all oh, no, that's good. No, that's good. Yeah, I love, I love that. Matter of fact, I can't wait to get out to see uh, Interstellar. Please see that. Really yeah, good. I need see to, it on the biggest yeah. screen you can just, find. Okay, yeah, yes. I, I haven't seen that yet, but that, I'm definitely into sci-fi. I love sci-fi. Well, that being said, how do you feel about people of color being represented or not being represented in sci-fi fantasy? Because what we've always kind of suggested is that you don't really see us that often and if when you do we're always playing the villain or 
Or we yeah. have a conk. Or we have conk. Yeah, that, that's, our, that's our number one rule on the show. Yeah. Black men don't get into space without a conk. Right, right. Billy D. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, um, uh, you know, I, I grew up on uh, 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 Richard Pryor, and, and I remember uh, some it was way back in his early jokes, and he said, "I went to go see um, Star Wars the the other night, and they don't they don't plan on us being there. <laughs> 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 so we weren't nowhere to be found. <laughs> you know, um, uh, I, I I don't I." I don't know what to say about that, to be honest, as far as I think that it's just, you know, a, a slow movement into these realms where, you know, uh, Hollywood formula truly is is based on stereotypes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it just has to do with if you if you we take ourselves out of it, the, the, the emotionally, it has to do with just the sure thing. You know, uh, you know, people see people this way. So we got to have this people see people that way. So we got to have that. Um, so it's like a gradual movement, you know, toward uh, having us playing more leading roles in, in sci-fi. There's yeah. been some that have popped up through time. Um, I can't remember the the movie uh, Lawrence Fishburne pe played in back in the '90s. What uh, the Matrix? It was the Matrix, and it was another movie that he actually played the leading roles of ship. So Lawrence? Oh, there's no, oh. no, 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 no. But I know what you're talking about. Yeah, he. Yeah. Yeah, Event, Event Horizon. Horizon. Event, Event Horizon. Horizon. Yeah, I saw yeah. that in the which, theaters. Yeah, which yeah. That, that scared the shit out yeah. of me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it oh. certainly did. Um, but yeah, so we had we had that. Um, so I don't know. And then, you know, it's funny, though. Go back and watch old Outer Limits from the 60s, and you will see black characters popping up. It's really amazing. It's like, like you said, it's the same thing that happened before. It's like when 1865, you know, Civil War. And yeah. up to 1895, you had a big gain. And same thing, like in the 60s, we had a big gain. Right. Then crack cocaine. And, yeah. you know, hey, chill on all that. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's Play right. some drug dealers, you know, like right, New Jack right. City. All right, perfect. Oh, that's not true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I mean, just relating off that, I just read an interview today with um, Ridley Stratt, who's doing uh -huh. the new um, Exodus. fucking Exodus movie. Wow. Exodus. Right. 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 He people. said literally in the interview, like, my movie costs $400 million. I can't have Muhammad so-and-so. Playing the lead, right. he said Muhammad. So, so he said so. Muhammad. So, so and so, and so. he did. <laughs> he did. Yeah. No, not yeah. so and so, but Muhammad. Muhammad well, it's, so it is okay. Egyptian. It's I mean, they're talking about Egyptian. No, I get characters. it, but he didn't yeah, have to no, go. No, he definitely there. said that. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It's a terrible thing. I think that you know, once again, you know, we want to continue to to be, begin to see ourselves. You know, it's funny. Um, the true uh, Rick Ross, not the not the rapper, but mm -hmm. the real Rick Rick Ross. Um, I don't know if y'all have followed him. You know, he's out of prison now and, and what have you. But he says some things that I agree with. You know, we also can design and build cars. We also can design and build the things that we haven't had an opportunity to do. We also can create these movies. So we don't have to wait on a Ridley Scott or any of these cats to do it for us. We need to start to do those things for ourselves. Because, you know, and we have to give credit to um, Spike Lee, even though he's criticized a lot now. But let me tell you something, y'all. Spike Lee laid it out in the early 80s that was the foundation to help a lot of black filmmakers and black actors be who they are today. And, um, um, and what have you. There were people before him that did the same thing. So, you know, we... We don't want to. We want to start to move in the direction where we can make that stuff happen because we know the truth, and the and the public knows the truth, as it relates to um, uh, the Egyptian culture back during that period. You know, it's just that Hollywood just has a, that that feeling of not, you know, wanting to just like hiding Frederick Douglass, also yeah. hiding our history in that respect too. So. I mean, Christian Bale's no Charleston Heston, though, so it's kind of just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just mind-boggling to me. Like, that, n not that it's happening so much, but that the fact that they're doing, he, Ridley Scott said that, one, and, and the fact that he really is banking on Christian Bale as Moses. Like, it sounds absurd when you really say it over <laughs> and over again. I mean, in the 50s, they had Yul Brynner as Pharaoh, and now they have Joel Edgerton as Pharaoh, who's like an Australian dude, who's a great actor, but, I mean, it seems like, yeah, there's a step back being taken. Yul Brynner is a man of color, 
And, and a great actor. And a great actor. Yeah. Joel Edgerton's good. I mean, it's just he's not appropriate for the role because he doesn't look like any pharaoh <laughs> <laughs> in the history of, of Or Earth. Egyptian. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, if... He doesn't yeah. look like a commoner you know, <laughs> of Egypt, <laughs> let alone a pharaoh. If he, yeah, I mean, if he landed, for, like, in a, in a spaceship and became pharaoh, then then they added that in the beginning of the movie, <laughs> then that would be okay. But, but you know, but, you know, I'm from... I'm, I live in Memphis. I'm from, I'm from Flint, Michigan, but I've been, I've been in Memphis since 97. And, you know... That was the thing back during the rock and roll era. era. You know, you hear these songs as a, when I was a kid growing up, and I just had white people's uh, uh, images in my mind because that's who were on the records. Only now are we starting to see if those rock and roll records were black people. So, you know, it's one of those things that has been happening and it seems to be a tradition, but we, we have to, to start to make some things happen on our own, which we have been doing, and we just need to continue to do so. Did I just catch y'all off guard? <laughs> I'm really having a great time. I haven't had an no, interview like I mean, this before in my life. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Awesome. Oh, well, yeah, I'm, I'm saving this is that. awesome. <laughs> no, well, I mean, I, I actually wanted to bring about, like, some of the, the news that's going on right now. Like, uh-huh. you know, of course, I didn't want to go back to that, you know, Ferguson sure. uh, point. It's important. Yeah. But um, just, like, in terms of, like, supporting that whole movement, like, what? Like, you, you mentioned that we have to, you know, we have to make our own way. We have to pave our own path uh-huh. like what else could we be doing and, and i think that is also the onus shouldn't just be on yeah us to do like well yeah aren't ahead. there other people who not the people the gatekeepers if you will shouldn't they be you know we have to reach out for them we need these people as well we need people on the other side to help oh absolutely keep the door open for us. yeah absolutely it's not about not uh you know there's a whole movement of not trusting politicians therefore not voting yeah um you know, there's uh, th- none of that. We d- we need to to do those things. Mm-hmm. We need to to be responsible in, in that respect, and we need to work to to help you know change laws, change circumstances. So, but in doing that, we also need to to not just wait for for those things to happen in order to to make things happen for our own lives. But we definitely need to be to be active, and I think that Ferguson is happening because it needs to happen. It needs to wake us up, and and this movement needs to continue because there, because there there's a problem in the justice system. There's a problem in the courtrooms. There's a problem. This is a, this is an amazing problem in prison. Pr- the prison system is modern day slavery, hands down. Mm-hmm. You have you have uh, black people and white people that get high, that sell drugs, um, but you see mainly black and brown people in the prison. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know this uh, just from being in Memphis and how things work in the South. I mean, and that's that's just very clear, you know, wh- what's happening um, in Arkansas and in Tennessee and in Mississippi. So we need to, to fight against that, you know, and I've, I was thinking about that today. What would that be? How would we do it? Why are uh, 17, 16-year-old kids in Rikers Island, why is it just now that they are getting it so that they don't go to um, – to to confine so, uh, what solitary is it? Yeah, solitary yeah I mean it's just it's just a lot to 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 deal with and to be dealt with um uh so we need to be active on that re- in that respect but we can't wait for that those changes to happen before we change ourselves well yeah that that's I mean that's perfect with this question I have it's like because today I was on Twitter you know all day you know retweeting people finding out how to donate to Ferguson doing whatever I could. And then it's like people are saying, let's do an economic boycott or let's do this or let's do that. But none of these things seem like they'll really affect the power structure that is causing these problems. And like you mentioned, the prison industrial complex is so completely out of control right now that it doesn't seem like there's any way to even turn that tide back. Well, it, it is. And it, 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 it's, it's just like how I was. Just think about it. People started fighting slavery you know, hundreds of years before it ended. We may be looking at the same thing with the prison system. I don't know. But it's, you know, a journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. We just need to step toward it and keep stepping toward it. What's unjust is unjust. What's wrong is wrong. Um, you know, uh, uh, um, Martin Luther King, uh, you know, said, um, uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing that, you can try to bury the truth, but it will rise again. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so I, I think we just need to continue to fight. I think we need to continue to move forward. Um, and I think that we need to continue to believe, you know, to believe that we can make those changes. I mean, it's times like this, to be honest with you, 
I wish I could just move to Wakanda and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, it's just like, why? Why do I have to still deal with this? Why do I have to, you know, subject my children, my future children to this? Like, I mean, today crazy. on Twitter, I had people tell me to go back to Africa. You know, <sighs> like... I mean that's so wet. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, in 2014, you're re- that's that's your line. That's what you're really gonna come at me with is you know go back to Africa. I'm Listen, like, are, are you gonna send the Mexicans back to Mexico? Or are you gonna, you know, like <laughs> resurrect the Native Americans? You know, I'm like, there's like a lot of time span in between me leaving Africa <laughs> Look, that man. we got to deal with. <laughs> Look, man, if we stop playing basketball, football, Thank baseball, you. boxing, acting, rapping, the country would lose its mind. Yes. Like, <laughs> yes. I mean, remember all the, all the distractions you talk about? Right, 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 right. You know, we are a part of that ourselves as well. But this is a really big question. As I mean, I feel like it's bigger than Fambros or as the country. Like, And I was following you know, what you were saying on Twitter and what can people do I thought the economic boycott, I mean, I don't think it's going to change anything, but I actually thought that it was something. The I whole, think it's a very good and idea. There is there is an app out there where people can, f- I mean, apparently it, it got overloaded last night, but there's an app yeah. out there where you can find black-owned businesses. Wow. And there were people who definitely were posting, like, these 30 Etsy sellers are all black. You know, I mean, like, there there are definitely things that can do. I don't, I don't know that that's the answer that's going to change anything. But when you're feeling like you, you, you know, what what can I do? I, I do think those are very legit. I think the people who were suggesting the economic boycott, because all of the things we're talking about are money. The prison industrial complex, it's could be a lot of that has to do with the privatization of the prisons. And you're you're they're earning money for each of these bodies that is put in the prison. Forty thousand dollars. Yeah. And, and and the average <laughs> American makes forty thousand dollars a year. And so it's just it's insane. <laughs> And so when th- this issue of well, how can I help and and or or what can I do? Th- these are things that that you can that that one can do. I don't I don't know what th- what the end result will be. I'm I, you know I'm I don't, it's not going to bankrupt the American economy, but it's a statement. Yeah, I thought about today what would happen if if there was a movement for prisoners to not work. Wow. Ooh yeah. Because their labor. <laughs> I mean their labor. I mean they get. They're going to kill me now. They're going to kill me now. I said the wrong thing. So um, we're going to actually go right into our BRAP segment. This is our quick rapid fire segment where we'll just say you give you two choices Uh and you just pick one. And we might might actually explain why. But oh, Lord, you ready? (laughs) I don't know why everyone gets scared when we go into this. Yeah, I don't Every hope time. No Freudian slips come out. <laughs> oh, we love when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> That's what this whole segment's all about. Oh, okay. Uh-oh, here we go. Okay, go ahead. Lay it on me. All right, number one, Falcon or the War Machine? These are comic characters. If you know who they are, right? Yeah. <laughs> you gotta know the who look they are. on his face, fan bros, was like, what in Falcon what? Falcon or War? I'm just going to say War Machine. I like the War Machine. War Machine. All right, there you go. Okay, Magneto or Professor X? Professor X. Mm-hmm. Why, why are the wire or breaking bad? The wire. Hands down. Luke Cage or Black Panther? Black Panther. All right. This is a big one. Uh oh. Star Wars or Star Trek? Star Wars, baby. Yes. <laughs> Star Wars. Yes. 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 <laughs> Obviously, obviously you love Star Trek. Yeah, <laughs> hey, they both have good moral lessons in it, but Star Wars, come on now. It, okay, it's, it's like I week guess. after week, two people come in here and just say the same thing you say, and it's just, you know. <laughs> See, I, I still don't think it needs to be an either or. <laughs> yeah, but it's gotta be. <laughs> <laughs> such a hater, like every week. All right, um, Lex Luthor or Luther Vandross? Lord have mercy. <laughs> Lex Luthor. Wow! I love look. I love Luther Vandross. I yes. come from the era of rap and hip hop where there was no R and B. no R and B allowed. Yeah, right. So, okay, I feel you. Yeah, so all that soft shit. And yeah, yeah. was no soft stuff back in those days. <laughs> all right. Um. But but shout out to Luther though. Right? True indeed. Yeah. But all you know, Lex Luther too. You know, greatest yeah. criminal mind of all time. Fresh Prince or The Cosby Show? 
Oh shit! Yeah, that's, you have that to is, bring that, that shit up. Is, yeah, that this is question new... is taking on added yeah. implications. This is a question I've been asking for a long time, but <laughs> now it's like, oh, damn, that's a hard one now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna still have to say the Cosby Show. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Wow. I'm gonna still, yes. still have to say Cosby Show, even though if, 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 if Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Bill. Yeah. There's really nothing to say about Please, this man Bill. at this point. This guy. It's just because so... I am I'm against uh, treating women that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I hope everyone in the that. universe is. <laughs> right. Well, you know. I mean, you know. 15, Dude. Bill? Like, come I mean, on, bro. Uh, yeah, that's kind of... Uh, <sighs> Shout out to Will Smith. Yeah, word up. <laughs> <laughs> Who has been in space. <laughs> right, he has been in space. Yeah. And no conk. Several yeah. times, several right. times. No yeah. conk. Yeah. No conk in a no bad conk. accent, though. <laughs> right. Well, uh, you know, you can't have everything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you can have any one superpower, what would it be? This is... Just some stuff just ran through my mind. Oh, please share. Please share. It ain't coming out. It ain't coming out. Please. It ain't Bill Cosby's like, word. Out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I would use it in the right way. Okay. All right. The right all right, way. All right. Okay. With great okay. power comes great. All right. So we, we great responsibility, yes. Um, superpower, superpower, superpower. Um, make people... Disappear and reappear. So make other people. You got to explain that people. one. Like, yeah. like are, are you like the like? All right, I'm tired of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like that yeah, kid on the Twilight Zone. The kid. Wow, yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Wow. Somebody He's off in the cornfield. Right. Yeah. Gone. Damn, that's Bring you back like, later. That's right. kind of tough. I, think <laughs> I see why you chose Let's Luther now. Right. <laughs> right. 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 Easily the most war machine. Answer. Yeah. Yeah. I got to be careful here. Okay. Yeah. I right. think you should play, you know, a villain in an upcoming Marvel movie. <laughs> I would love you would, to play a you villain. You were scared the hell out of me. He was like, I don't like you anymore. <laughs> I would love to play a villain. Again, where can people find you, whether on social media, online, your play? Like, where can people uh, get sure. your information? Well, the play is uh, frederickdouglasplay.com. Um, you can get all the information about the show. Please come see the show. Uh, you can also find out about me at uh, phildariuswallace.com. Um, and I'm on Facebook and I'm on Twitter. And uh, yeah. What's your Twitter? Because I was looking for it today. Um, it's uh, Phil Darius. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, okay. Phil Darius. Uh, yeah. And um, if you wanted to email me, uh, phildwallace uh, at yahoo.com. Um, I love to get emails, and I love to answer any emails. Um, so I hope is that all the information? Yeah. Well, the play the play is running through December fourteenth. Oh, yes, yes. Okay. nice. And at the ArcLight. At the ArcLight Theater. Okay. And we we definitely all pretty much give it an unqualified recommendation to people out there. You should definitely check this out and check out you know the the various autobiographies of Frederick Douglass. Yes. After you see the play, though. Word. Yeah. <laughs> and what's next? Well, um, I'm uh, working on a, 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 a screenplay with a writing partner with Sycamore Pictures on the sanitation strike of 1968 in Memphis. Um, so that's the next biggest project that's coming up. And um, we're looking for Frederick Douglass to have some life uh, on the road. So Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah definitely. It. Blessings to that man. I hope you, know, you can take this worldwide, like I said. It needs to be seen, you know, in every hood, in every place. If you're in New York City, please check it out. Self-Made Man, the Frederick Douglass story. And thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you all. I had a great yeah, time. This coming. is a great, great experience. we got to have you. you on again. Yeah, please. Well, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I love it. I love it. Most definitely. All right. We're going to take a quick break right here, and we'll be right back with some more Fan Bros. Hey, Chico Leo, what are you doing? I'm getting ready to subscribe to Fan Bros. Fan Bros? What's that? Yo, it's the voice of the urban geek. The voice of the what? The voice of the urban geek. That sounds so cool. How do I follow that? Uh, you can go to iTunes or Twitter or the in or the internet at large and t and look for Fanbro's show. And you can like, you can subscribe, and you can watch a lot of Star Wars. Chico Leo, do you use the internet a lot? And welcome back, fan bros. I hope you've been enjoying this amazing episode. It's definitely turning into one of my favorite episodes so far. Got some news of the week to get to, you know, other than our Ferguson coverage. And, you know, big shout out to Bill Cosby. Hold it down out uh. there, brother. 
there's actually been some other news to talk about this week. Um, really? Yo, and don't attack me, folks, for saying hold it down, Bill Cosby. <laughs> Jesus, let that alone. All right? Yo, I mean, the biggest news I heard this week, True Detective, the cast is finally, you know, in cement and paper. Yes. Everyone signed their ink. The yes. contracts are in. And it looks like we have our cast for what is almost certainly going to be a, at very least, slightly disappointing second <laughs> season. A letdown. you're so a, cynical. A, a I'm down. sorry. It's not that I'm cynical. It's when you have the cream of the crisop like and, you did with that first season. And there was no expectations on the there first you season. Go. And now there's going to be such high expectations such because high. of the Precedence first. has been set. Yeah. Yes. So. And I even like Colin Farrell. I mean, I know, you know, you don't even like him. Hey, so hey, hey. We what. might, you know, hey, I, I, so, I'm leaving that in the past. So the cast, as you just mentioned, is Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn, Rachel McAdams, and Taylor Kitsch, who didn't he play Gambit? Yes, and he is and also he, oh, the, John Carter John of Mars. Carter. Big up. Hey, I like that movie. And he was in Battleship. He was in three big bombs that year. He was in Battleship. He was in John Carter. And there was another one. Don't remind his agent. I hated Mars or whatever the hell it was. Wow. John Carter, yeah. No, I loved it. I yeah, mean, I and loved. of course, he's cool. he's uh, uh, from from Friday Night Lights. He's Tim Riggins. Uh, he's also a, a cult figure for Friday Night Lights viewers. He's also Never playing in the new um, Call of Duty uh, commercial. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, yeah, and Rachel McAdams, who uh, well, Rachel's dope. Hey, hey. Rachel's dope. Like, we're not gonna say nothing bad about There's Rachel. Nothing McAdams. bad about Rachel. Rachel Ooh. can do what she wanted, to. but you're actually nice. happy about Vince Vaughn. Oh hell yeah! Nice I think that like, because especially comedians, when they do that turn, you know, and they play something out of character, usually comedians are some of the best actors. Rest in peace, Robin Williams. I think he was one of the one that did. Oh the hell best. yeah! Uh, photo booth, twenty four hour photo. Twenty four hour photo. My Ooh, God, God, that Ooh. dude was super creepy. So, yeah, uh, Vince Vaughn, I think, can make an and, – and he he just looks creepy already. You know, Vince got that, like <laughs> – you know, like, when he, if he's not playing – like, if you saw Vince coming down the street, you you know, you might it's cross kinda, out of the side. For all those who look who watch Attack on Titan, he kind of looks like a Titan. Ooh. <laughs> I wasn't going does. that far. He was, uh, he was uh, a, a serial killer in a movie called, like, Dead Pigeons or something Pigeons with Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, of about, Joaquin about crazy, too. Yeah, 15 years ago. Wow. I don't know. I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree with uh, Ben that I, I, I think it's I'm a little underwhelmed. The one thing that I'm not underwhelmed by, though, I think the combined real estate of Vince Vaughn's forehead and <laughs> Rachel McAdams' forehead is like three normal people's foreheads. You know, you know, Chico. That's a 12-head. Chico, one thing I noticed about you, you Instead have of a forehead. You have a very acute observation observation of people's faces, uh, the head yeah. size, head and it's forehead It's true. Size. I still have an issue with that Catwoman with, woman. With the girl, girl. that plays oh, yeah. Catwoman got Her face is stretched out. And so, yeah, so uh, I'm, I'm worried about the letterboxing uh, effect of, you know, that they're going to have to shoot, you know, Vin watch to see how Chico, much Chico, Vince Vaughn is Chico. laying down or Rachel McAdams Chico, is laying but, down but in Chico, the new. we like <laughs> both of them. We want them on the show. Yeah. True detective. <laughs> well, Vince could probably take it. He's a comedian. Right. But Rachel, yeah. I'm sorry. She's a pretty young <laughs> woman. There's going to be a lot of scenes of her cocking <laughs> her head to the side oh, like this. And yeah, come on. She's Regina George, man. Oh, my God. I like Rachel McAdams. Right. Yeah. Um, Speaking of true detective, though, I do have some other news real quick. Yeah? Yeah. Um, The former star, Matthew McConaughey, mm -hmm. is rumored now, this is not confirmed as of yet, to be playing Randall Flagg in a four-movie adaptation of The Stand. Stephen King's The Stand. Four movies. Four movies of Randall Flagg, or McConaughey as Randall Flagg. I love Matthew McConaughey. I do too, and um, the internet reaction so far has been like, yes, pretty much all yeah. of it. For those who don't know, The Stand is a tale of the apocalypse, and Randall Flagg is basically the devil on earth. Mm. So, you know, if you can imagine Matthew McConaughey as the devil on earth. Oh, he could pull that off. Yeah. yeah it's, I mean, basically, it sounds like, you know, one of those... You know, like Slip. Jordan, you know, <laughs> like, yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. the casting director did. Like, you know, Kobe. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I get you. <laughs> like, you I know. mean, he could honestly at this point play pretty much anything. Yeah. And I mean, Randall Flagg, I think this is one of those roles that is like meant for him. So hopefully this does go through, even though I don't know, four movies. I mean, the, the book is like, you know, two, three hundred. I don't know, numbers? like five thousand yeah, pages yeah. long. It's a long ass like book. A Bible or something? It's a pretty big book. So um, it, it might actually be longer than the Bible. I think it is. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Yeah, no, and Stephen King writes it. I mean, you know, yeah, that's how. It's and he go. still probably wrote it in like three months. Like that dude <laughs> writes so weeks. quick. Yeah, yeah. I forget that. 
All right, so, yeah, that's that news. Hopefully that comes to pass. Uh, Tatiana, I heard you got something else for us, though. Yeah, other big news with Wonder Woman. Yay. Yay. It's coming out in 2017. Um, We now know who's going to direct it. And her, Lay it on us. her name is Uh-oh. Michelle McLaren, who is also known as the director that also directed Felina episode of Breaking Bad. Mm, that was the, the final, final. Fina- the finale. Yeah. She also directed Granite State episode, the Ozymandias episode, the, the Two High Jalee episode, and the Rabbit Dog episode. Some of the best episodes, yeah. especially Literally. like uh, Chico says, the. The Ozymandias yeah, one the, is the, like that. The yeah. next to last episode yeah. of Breaking Bad, one of the best episodes on TV. Awesome action, you know, dialogue, everything was delivered yeah. in that episode. This is really the time of the TV director, you know, because they could have gone with some movie directors, some female movie directors. And uh, I definitely, I, I think it's great that they went with her. Mm-hmm. And she has like a very long like list of things she's done before. She's actually directed four episodes of Game of Thrones. She directed one episode of you guys' favorite show, The Leftovers. She's directed a few episodes, uh, three episodes of The Walking Dead. Everybody can't be perfect. I right. mean, she she's done a lot. She's even done um uh, The X Files. So she has a, a well-rounded uh, her resume. Her pedigree is there, then you know. Yeah, absolutely. Besides The Leftovers. So Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman 2017, along with Michelle McLaren. Um, do you, thoughts? Or do you feel better about it? I, I've always, like I said, you know, I, I'm not going to be the one who hates on Gal Gadot. I don't think it's the best choice ever. You know, I would have loved to see the woman who was actually her in the um, pilot, uh, the TV Adrian show. Adrian Paliki. Adrian Paliki. Yes, God, yes. Like, that woman <laughs> needs to be in more roles, you know, like. Yes, hi. God, yes. Hashtag. <laughs> I'm a fan of the Adrian Paliki, yeah. um, right, the I'm genre, sure. yeah. you know, like whatever, you know, whatever she does, I'll be watching from now on. You know, Agents of Shield, she's doing a great job, and I just, I mean, when I see her, I'm like, yo, she's Wonder Woman, like that would have been great. But I'm not gonna dog out. You know, we shall wait and see. You have a female director, which you know, no, I'm, I'm quite happy for that. That's you know, a great idea. I don't think that it was necessary to have a female director to direct Wonder Woman, but. We need more female directors. I would say that, and I would say that it does make a difference. Wonder Woman is a woman. There we a go. A female character. All so right. it would it would be a nice touch. Yeah, it's a nice touch. So I'm not mad at it. And, you know, she directed some of my favorite episodes of Breaking Bad. So, you know, I'm going to roll with it. Also, um, in you guys' realms of Star Wars, um, you know that they're actually going to show the trailer this weekend or, or Friday. You know, but they're not going to show it in like on its own thing like they're not going to put it up online or anything like that the only way to see the brand new star wars trailer coming out is to buy a ticket to see the penguins of madagascar that is like the most insulting shit i've heard in a long time now disney owns (laughs) (laughs) i agree with you disney owns you know star wars and all that stuff so so they can pretty much do whatever the hell they want to do and i had said this already on twitter it was kind of obvious i was like so they know people like Penguins and Madagascar aren't gonna go. Is it gonna go that hard on its own? But the fact when you couple it with the fact that this exclusive, literally exclusive, because you can't see it anywhere else, you know, until someone bootlegs it. But you literally cannot see this trailer unless you see at least the first five minutes of the movie. I right. think you might be underestimating the Penguins of Madagascar. <laughs> no, it's it's, it's Thanksgiving. We- it's a Thanksgiving weekend. I think families, people are going I'm home. I'm sure like, they'll it's go get a lot see of, it. A lot but of she goes, tell the truth. Oh yeah, no, I'm not gonna go see the Penguins <laughs> of Madagascar. Thank you. Uh, all right, it's uh this show will drop on Wednesday. The Penguins comes out on Friday. Fan Bros out there, internet's out there. I'm imploring you. I mean, no, no. I, actually, a lot of people worked on Penguins of Madagascar, so I don't want it to. But shouldn't that be part of the economic boycott as well? Well, there we go. But I, at the same time, it's like like Chico said, it's gonna do well on itself. You know, it's thanks to the It don't make its money either way. Internet's, I'm imploring you to leak this trailer just <laughs> like the age of ultron joint leak it let it out get it out into the universe give it to me you know because i ain't no god darn way i'm going to see no penguins of madagascar anytime soon also actually in additional star wars news they said the next cartoon that they're doing uh, after star wars rebels they're doing another cartoon is going to take place in the universe of the movies that that these so they're upcoming gonna tie movies together, they're going to tie in with yeah they say movies. now they're trying to do something like that has never been seen before they're going to cross genres like everything comics animation right. Live TV right. everything so it will be like you the, the characters are interchangeable like like one big one giant big universe. universe like right. they're trying to outdo Marvel like you know out Marvel Marvel dope. yeah but we'll see how it all if they could pull it off they, if, if the movie's any good yeah. <laughs> 
You know, um, yeah. Big shouts to Adam Driver, though. I'm, I'm, I got faith in you, brother. I got faith in you. Yes. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. So I guess we'll just sign it out. All right. All right, well, fam bros, you know, that's it for the news of the week. It's been a crazy episode. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Darius. Phil Darius Wallace. Thank you very much. And I don't know, anything else, Tatiana, before we get out of here? I want to go to Wakanda. Word up. Yeah, on that note, I do have one last thing to say. If you are feeling helpless and powerless, Ferguson, the Ferguson Food Bank at St. Stephen's is accepting donations. That's go to st-stevens.info. St, spell it out, S-A-I-N-T-Stevens.info. Check it out. $50 will feed a fam- five families. $50 will feed five families for a day. If you're feeling helpless, you know, check Twitter under the Ferguson hashtag. Do what you can to help. Send food. Do something. Word. Don't buy shit on Black Friday. Support <laughs> black businesses. Support local businesses. <laughs> buy independent comics. Shout out to Bergen Street Comics. Anything else, Chico? Nah, I got nothing.